From 2015 to 2017, the finance ministry had to fork out 605 million ringgit to pay SRC International's overdue interest payment for its loan from KWAP, loans that Najib Razak vouched for. This was so that the government, as SRC's guarantor, wouldn't end up having to repay the entire 4 billion ringgit loan should the company default on its payments. But to this day, it is doing just that. SRC never paid back any of its loans, and the government ended up footing the bill for 4.15 billion ringgit, which it has until 2022 to repay. By the Malaysian Insight, this is The People vs. Najib Razak. Follow us into the courtroom where it all happens. I'm Patrick Teo. Court was delayed this morning. While waiting, Najib, who wore a brown suit and matching tie today, sat in the public gallery switching between chatting with his aides and watching something closely on his iPhone. He had brought his thick book, the 624-page paperback titled The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene, but did not read. His aide held it for him. At 9.45am, lawyers for both sides walked in. The prosecution's 40th witness, Mazida Abdul-Majid, Deputy Chief Secretary to the Cabinet, was already at the stand. DPP Sitam told Judge Naslan that the prosecution had readied some documents the defence had asked for yesterday. The defence agreed to excuse Mazida from the stand for today while they go over the documents. She will return tomorrow. The 41st witness took the stand instead. Afida Azwa Abdul Aziz. She works at the Ministry of Finance as a Deputy Secretary in the Strategic Investments Department. Yvonne will tell you more about Afida and her role in this saga. Afida wore a loose black blazer with a light blue headscarf. She spoke in a calm manner, often pausing to think or ask the lawyers to repeat their questions for clarity. She had a role to play in issuing the two letters underlining government guarantees for KWAP's 2011 and 2012 loans to SRC. On August 15, 2011, former SRC CEO Nick Faisal and three other individuals visited the Ministry of Finance to share details of the loan. Nick Faisal visited MOF again two days later to ask for a government guarantee on the loans totaling 4 billion ringgit. Afida said that the KWAP loans were approved before a government guarantee was given. This has never happened before. She also said that the two government guarantees meant that MOF would pay off any principal payments and interest accrued on loans. In March of 2015, SRC was found to have outstanding interest, which prompted KWAP to issue letters to MOF requesting immediate payment and threatening event of default otherwise. Afida did not disclose how much the interest amount was. The witness said that she had written to SRC on behalf of MOF asking for an explanation for the delayed payments. No reply was given. 
A meeting between MOF, KWAP and SRC was held in September 2015, chaired by the newly appointed Treasury Secretary-General, Irwan Sriga Abdullah. During the meeting, it was revealed that SRC's funds in Switzerland had been frozen. MOF then agreed to give SRC a loan of 92 million ringgit to pay the overdue interest. This was done so that SRC would not default on the loan given by KWAP. In the event of a default, MOF as guarantor would have to repay KWAP the 4 billion ringgit in 30 days. In total, the government gave three loans to SRC to pay the interest payments to KWAP. 92 million ringgit in 2015, 213 million ringgit in 2016 and 300 million ringgit in 2017. That's a total of 605 million ringgit. To put this in context, let's say an average household in Malaysia earns 5,000 ringgit a month. 605 million ringgit would sustain 120,000 households. To give you another example, the present government gives 1,000 ringgit in aid to poor families whose household income is below 2,000 ringgit a month. 605 million ringgit could help 605,000 families. The witness said that to her knowledge, SRC did not repay any of the money borrowed, not to KWAP nor to MOF. She said that the money KWAP had lent SRC was meant for investment. SRC was supposed to have made a profit from it. Till today, the government is still servicing SRC's debt of 4.15 billion ringgit owed to KWAP and will continue to do so until 2022. Afida said that when a company asks for a government guarantee, MOF usually studies it, as well as any supporting documents, before making a decision. However, in the case of SRC, MOF had given the guarantee based on Nick Faisal's word. SRC had not provided any documents for MOF to verify its legitimacy. Harvey then took over questioning. Let's hear from Ravin. Afida was struggling to understand Harvey's questions. She kept asking Harvey to repeat or just straight up said she didn't understand. Harvey, who was conducting his cross-examination in Malay, also seemed to have trouble phrasing his questions, leading to more confusions. Referring to a portion of the Loans Guarantee Act 1965, Harvey put to Afida that only the government can approve a government guarantee and that it needed the approval of the whole cabinet and not just Najib's. Afida agreed. Yesterday, the court heard that when Najib tabled the government guarantee for SRC to the cabinet, they approved it without any objection. She also told the court that the Ministry of Finance had tried to get the funds that were frozen in Switzerland. After lunch, Afida clarified that of the loans MOF gave to SRC, only the 2015 one had the Cabinet's approval. The 2016 one had been approved by Najib himself. 
in his capacity as finance minister, while she was not involved in the 2017 loan. The rest of the day was spent with defense lawyer Farhan Reed going through processes with the witness, such as how a memorandum is tabled at cabinet meetings and how an event of default is dealt with. Farhan explained to Judge Naslan that his line of questioning was to show that the government was caught between a rock and a hard place. A few questions later, and court adjourned at a quarter past five to return tomorrow at 9 a.m. This podcast is produced, written and mixed by Revati Supramaniam, Yappik Kwan, Yvonne Lim and Ravin Palanisami. Additional reporting by Timothy Acharyam. I'm Patrick Teo.